The Dallas Stars are fighting for a playoff berth. The Washington Capitals are trying to figure out how they can go on a long playoff run, while the Colorado Avalanche are trying to live up to the pressure of Stanley Cup or bust. We've got all of this as the NHL season reaches the home stretch. All that to come on this episode of the Locked On NHL Podcast. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, Gil Morton, glad to be with you here on the Monday edition of the Locked On NHL podcast, and thank you for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. It's my pleasure to welcome back to the show a familiar face and voice to people who listen to the show and watch the show regularly from Locked On Avalanche, Chris Maselli, also uh, co-host every Thursday uh, of this podcast. So, Chris, welcome back. Oh, thank you, sir. Always a, always a pleasure and always a privilege, and I'm glad I'm feeling well enough to do this. I am yeah, glad you're feeling that. well <laughs> enough as well, and it's great to have you back. Six in a row for the Colorado Avalanche uh I, I would say they're on a roll, but they've pretty much been on a roll all season. But mm-hmm. what has been the catalyst? What has been the reason for this most recent winning streak? Uh, I, I just feel like this team, I, I said uh, a couple episodes ago um, that they just, when you watch them play, they just look comfortable. You know, like nothing is out of bounds for them. Nothing is too, like no, no task is too daunting. Uh, they don't really get behind that much, but if they do, it's just, you know, we're not going to press the issue. We're going to play our game. And if, you know, a puck bounces our way, we got to take advantage of it. And they just never, they never are, are skittish. They're never, uh, you know, feeling like they, they can't win a game. And it just, it was proven the other day. They played Edmonton. And Edmonton, it was a really good game. Edmonton found a goal uh, in the third. It was it was one to nothing. And it was, uh, watching it, like, you as a fan, you're like, it's not over. Like, even though it was one to nothing, yeah, anything is not over and it's one to nothing, but you just, they just have the talent to get one goal. And that's what they did. It was Nathan McKinnon, just exactly what I just said. Something's going to bounce their way. And it did. And McKinnon found the net. And then it was just Darcy Kemper just being absolutely insane. He has been phenomenal. And I can't say this team has, has is, uh, you know, going on this streak and for how long have they been as good as they've been playing, as long as they've been playing for this season uh, more recently, maybe the second half of the year is a big reason because of him. Uh took a lot of flack early in the season, but he has been one of, if not the best goalie. And I'm not being a homer saying that uh, really since the calendar changed, he's been spectacular. One thing I noticed on this six game win streak, a lot of one goal wins. <clears throat> Yeah. What what is it about this team that allows them to win so many close games? Yeah, that's the thing. It's not it's not coming easy for them. They're not they they were blowing out teams earlier in in the year. 
Um, and now it is, it's, it's, it is some come from behind victories. It's, you know, overtime victories, which has been horrible for them in the past few years, but they're a better overtime team this year. Um, it, like I said, it's just, they are confident. They're confident. And, and when they get a lead, uh, they have a great defense and the goaltending is just, all right, we're just going to shut you down. We're still going to play our game. And yeah, if we can net another goal, obviously we want to do that. But they they just they're so comfortable with with one another. They know what everybody on that team is supposed to do. They don't overstep their bounds in, in what in their role and they play it to perfection. And it's just it's tough for other teams to to overcome them for for a full 60 minutes. You can get over on them for a period or so, but uh, they keep the pressure on whether they're behind or in front for a full 60 minutes and it's it's just tough it's tough for other teams to really combat that and it's entertaining hockey to boot mm. so that always yeah. helps for at, were you happy with what the abs did at the trade deadline and how are the new acquisitions fitting in here as, as we come down the stretch uh i was more than happy and you know they you heard a lot about they were in on Giroux, and they were i, I think they did try to get him uh, it didn't work out, but I, I think Avalanche fans are, are secretly happy that it didn't work out because what they got was nothing earth shattering like Giroux would have been. But everything that they got were, were holes that needed to be plugged and they needed a little bit of depth on defense. And they got that in uh, Josh Manson. They needed depth on the forward uh, lines and they got that with the Terry Lekkonen. Uh, and then they just needed some muscle and maybe a little bit, a little bit more brute. And they got that in Nico Sturm and then even in Cogliano, who's just kind of like the, the elder statesman of the team now, just having some of that is always a good thing. So they, they need everything that they need. They didn't need top six help. It's that, that's, that wasn't a need for them. What they needed was exactly what they got. And those guys too are, they come in and they know their roles. And one thing that the Avalanche struggled in were, were zone exits and 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 forechecking you know outside of uh Valnichuskin, he's their best forechecking forward and now they have another one in Lekkonen who's great and and Logan O'Connor is a very good forechecker so now they had like they, they were always a tough team to play against top to bottom but you could get over on them on their bottom six especially their fourth line now it truly is four lines of you need to work to get past this team and their their penalty kill has immensely improved. It was improving before they even acquired, especially Manson and Lekkonen. Uh, but it's got, gotten even better with those two guys now on the penalty kill. The power play has improved much. I think they dipped to like 11th or 12th in the league. Now they're back up to 4th or 5th in the league. Everything that you need to make a deep run they acquired and there's there's genuinely no massive glaring holes including now the goaltending because that was another one that people were hanging their hat on like yeah you guys have all the talent in the world on your forwards and even on defense with kale mccarr and 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 sam gerard and devon taves but how is your goaltending going to hold up and you know it's still a question for the playoffs we can keep asking that for you know will it continue into the playoffs but you have to, to feel really good about it continuing in the playoffs the way that Darcy Kemper is playing in goal. Even backup Pavel Francouz is playing fantastic. Just everything is just is just firing on all cylinders right now for the Avalanche. You have to be happy if you're an Avs fan. 
So the question that remains to be asked, how much pressure is on this team come playoff time after the disappointing playoff runs of the last couple of years? A lot. A lot. They, they've uh, been eliminated in the second round the past three years. So, yeah, and, and this team is built to go deep into the playoffs and win a championship. That's what they're there. That's they made the trade. Some of the trades that they made, one in particular to get Lekin, and they let go one of their top prospects. So, you know, this is we are all in. And, you know, some people are like, oh, don't go get the president's trophy because that's too. You had the president's trophy last year. So if you win it again this year, it, it, that that's that's not a problem. The president's trophy is more than just you had the most points in in the league. It's home ice advantage that is the important part not you had the most part most points and the abs want it they they want that and they are you know they have it right now and 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 florida is pushing them yeah the abs have a six game winning streak but florida has a seven game winning streak so florida's not making it easy for them and if they get it i i i want them to have it because they're very good on home ice so uh yeah i mean there, but there is a lot of pressure for this team to to you know, getting out of the second round is not is not going to be like okay. Well, then that's a plus. The season we we, we can call the season a success. Right. No, you still need to do one more round, and then the, the you know the final round to really make the season a success. It genuinely is uh, Stanley Cup or nothing for this team this year. Stanley Cup or bust in Colorado, Chris. Why don't you tell our listeners and our viewers where they could find you on social media and where they could find the podcast. Uh, yeah, Twitter, uh, the show L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. Uh, if you want to follow me personally, you can just look in the, uh, the uh, I don't know, uh, within that Twitter account in the profile, you can find my own Twitter page, but I don't do too much on there. Most of it's done on the on the, uh, the show's Twitter page. So you can go to that. Uh, we're on Instagram, just Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. And then uh, we have our own YouTube channel as well, Locked on Avalanche on there. So yeah, we're all over the place. Chris, so glad you could do this. Thanks for coming on today. Anytime, my friend. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Athletic Greens, which is literally a product I use every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I hate taking pills and vitamins, and I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I heard so much about this product, and I wanted to know what the hype was about. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of those things. And look, it's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good and it supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. And look, it costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew 
habit. Right now is the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And welcome back to the Locked On NHL podcast. Gil Martin, glad to be with you here as I am every Monday and glad to welcome back to the show the host of Locked On Stars, Dane Lewis. Dane, great to have you here and tell you the Stars are really in a tough battle for one of those last playoff spots in the Western Conference. What happened today? I mean, they were able to bounce back and pull off a very big win. Yeah, like you said, bounce back is the big word. They came out really flat on Saturday and and took a really rough loss at home to the New Jersey Devils and then had game two of a back-to-back on Sunday uh, against the Chicago Blackhawks, a divisional opponent. Uh, You know, Chicago near the bottom of the standings as well, but always just plays the Stars really hard, and and that's been the case this season in the previous two meetings, and this one was no different. It was uh, an offensive slugfest from the get-go, and yeah, uh, just big performances all around, especially from the Stars' top line, Joe Pavelski, now has 72 points on the season. Jason Robertson, two goals. Rope Hintz got a goal in there. And, I mean, j- just a big night all around in a game that the Stars desperately needed to win. And now they they have that two-point lead over the Vegas Golden Knights. And they're only one one point uh, behind Nashville, who holds that first wildcard spot. And I know myself and many other Stars fans would rather have that first spot and be matched up against Calgary rather than Colorado. Yeah, that would be a, a tough challenge to face the Avalanche. Schedule doesn't get any easier. You have the the Lightning and the Wild as your next two games, but at least they are at home. What are the keys? I mean, you've been watching this team all year. What is the big difference between what when this team is on and when this team struggles? Yeah, the biggest key for this team down the stretch is finally getting back to what they do best, and that's the power play. And I say that the power play has actually been really bad for about the past month or so. But finally, on Sunday in Chicago, they went two for two, which you know still isn't a massive number, but going 100% on the power play, I think, is a step in the right direction. And you look back to the earlier stages of this season when the Stars were going on some win streaks, and they were a top five power play team in the league at that time. And so they, they really just need to get back to that and finally come to form on the power play because they, they were a dangerous unit about halfway through the season. And then really ever since the All-Star break, it's been on a slow decline. And as of late, it's uh, it, it's fallen off quite a bit, but maybe starting to trend upward a little bit. Even their lone goal on Saturday against the Devils, I believe, was on the power play as well. So they seem to be finding a little bit of progress there. And also, uh, you know, you mentioned those two games, the the Lightning and the Wild at home. The Stars need to win their home games. I think they only have three more on the road, and it's a, a tough road trip out west in Canada. I think it's Vancouver, Edmonton, and Calgary. But the Stars have been really good at home this season, and they've been good at home against good teams. They, they've taken down Colorado and Edmonton, uh, L.A. They've taken down the Wild one other time at home this season. So you know, even if they split those games or they only get three points out of those two games, I expect them to play well and it should be pretty competitive matchups and, you know, always uh, entertaining when the wild come to town with the division rival. And uh, I'm sure on the stars team and in the fan base, still some, uh, some hurt feelings from the 2020 Stanley cup finals with the lightning coming into town. No question about that. How, how important is secondary scoring? I mean, the top line 
has been pretty consistent for most of the year, but second line, third line, fourth line, do they need to do more for this team to be consistent? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we got a little bit of that tonight. Jamie Benn actually got the scoring started for the Stars. And then Tyler Sagan actually uh, came up with a really big, nice effort type of goal, kind of having to fight for, you know, to stay up on his feet behind the net. And then he comes back around with a, a little wraparound on Chicago. It actually was a huge insurance goal for the Stars. But, you know, they went out and got Vlad Nemestikov at the trade deadline. And they've just been trying so many different rotations and different pairings and, you know, trios as far as the second, third and fourth lines. And, so far, nothing has really clicked where you just have this established second line. Normally, it's been either Sagan or Ben or both on the second line with someone else, whether it's Denis Gurianov or Marion Studenich is another guy that they went out, went and got a little bit before the trade deadline from New Jersey. So secondary scoring is big, and we, we've been getting it in bunches this season. But if the Stars really want to, one, make the postseason and go far, uh, a lot of those guys in the you know the bottom nine, if you want to call it, compared to the top line, really need to step up and, and find a way to contribute night in and night out. Because there are some times where that that top line, as good as they are, they get you know they'll, they'll get stopped uh, every now and then. And so it can't all be on them. As talented as those three are, you know they can't handle the load all by themselves. How about the goaltending? I mean, goaltending always paramount when it comes to playoff hockey and and down the stretch. Are you confident that the Stars have the goaltending they need to to get to the playoffs and then maybe even make a run if they do? Yeah, I, I really do think that they are set up well in the goaltending area. I think that's probably one of the stronger points of the team outside of that top line and uh, Miro Haskin and John Klingberg kind of rounding out the decor. But Jake Ottinger has just been through so much this season. You go all the way back to training camp and he wasn't even on the NHL roster because, you know, we thought Ben Bishop was going to come back and Town Hugh Dobin was still healthy and Braden Holtzby also still healthy and actually started the year out pretty well. But, you know, Jake Ottinger has been thrown into the fire kind of this season and he's hung tough and gotten some big wins. And even, you know, he gives up, what is it, four goals to Chicago. But, I mean, some of those were off of his own, you know, defenseman skates. And so only so much that he can do. But he's really done well for how young he is. I mean, he's still, you know, not even really technically – he's still qualified as a rookie even though he played a lot last season and so the addition of scott wedgwood as well has actually been a pretty pleasant surprise he's had some really nice performances we've only seen him two i think three or four times this season but i think he's a, a qualified backup but I, I fully expect ottinger to you know get the green light in the playoffs if the stars make it there and i'm i'm confident i think he'll you know he'll probably have some rough outings just that's what happens when you're a young guy in this league and you go to the postseason for the first time but with the amount of veterans on the team and, and especially just getting mentored by you know Ben Bishop still with the organization and Holtby still around Hugh Dobin. I'm not sure how active he is. I know he had surgery a while back, but I'm sure that, you know, he's still in touch with the team. I mean, those are great guys to be learning from. So I know he's got the support around him and the, the team has his back going into the final stretch of the season. So fill in the blank for me here. The Dallas Stars will make the playoffs if. Ooh, that's a. There's a lot that could go into that, but I'll say the Dallas Stars will make the playoffs if the power play gets going and if the and if the goaltending stays solid, which I which I think it will. I think the goaltending is a given. It's just whether or not the offense is going to become consistent because the five on five did really well tonight in Chicago, and you know the power play did as well. But we need the we need the offense to be clicking at all cylinders at all times. You know you can't can't take any shifts off against some of the better teams in the league, and we'll have to that'll be put to the test on Tuesday when the Lightning come to town. No question about it. Dane, why don't you let our viewers and our listeners know where they could find the podcast and where they could find you on social media? 
Absolutely. The the Locked On Stars podcast is on YouTube, and we are on every podcasting platform as well, Spotify, Apple, Google. Uh, and you can find myself on Twitter, just at Dane double underscore Lewis. And the show is on Twitter as well, at Locked On Stars. All right, Dane, thanks so much for doing this. Always a pleasure to have you here. Yep. Thank you, Gil. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Have you tried the puffs? Well, I'll tell you, if you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat. And like all Built Bars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite. They've got incredible flavors like yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, and my personal favorite, banana cream pie. They're so good, these are going to be your new favorites. And look, most Built Bars contain just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, but pack 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. And welcome back to the Locked On NHL podcast. Gil Martin, so glad to be with you here, and thank you for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. It's my pleasure to welcome back to the show from Locked On Capitals, Dan Holmey. And Dan, how are you? I'm doing great. Great to have you back and good timing. Your team finally sort of finding its groove after struggling a little bit. Three wins in a row. How important was it for this Capitals team to get back on track at this late point in the season? Well, I think it was very important. I mean, the Washington Capitals had two huge losses against Carolina and then another huge loss against the Minnesota Wild. And then it was kind of uncertain about this, the future of this Capitals team. TJ Oshie announced they had an all-players meeting. And right after that, this has been a totally changed Washington Capitals team as they beat Tampa, Pittsburgh, and Boston. Two big opponents that was a true test of what kind of team this is going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, and, and doing it in pretty convincing fashion as well. Everybody's always talking about Alexander Ovechkin. He still has a shot at 50 goals if he can finish strongly. How important has he been to the recent success of this team? I mean, he's been huge, um, as you know. He, I mean, if you subtract all the goals that he scored this uh, season, they probably wouldn't have won very many of those games. But Alex Ovechkin is a real leader out there, and he leads by example, and he's that team tough out there. And uh, he's one, you know, I think he's a great mentor for some of the younger capitals on this team, and he's really helping them to propel them over the top. Yeah, he really has uh, been 
doing a great job of that. And then there's the goaltending. I mean, you've got uh, Vanacek, Samsonov. Uh, how are they holding up? And who do you expect will be the number one goalie once the playoffs get underway? I think it'll end up being Vitek Vanacek. Uh, Ilya Samsonov has come on strong the last couple games, but he's had inconsistency issues the entire season. But uh, Peter Laviolette said that he wants to kind of sort it out and he wants to have that one netminder as the Capitals go to the playoffs. You don't want to be guessing who your starter is going to be once you get into the playoffs. But they do have some depth in Hershey in the form of Zach Fukali uh, if Vitek Vanacek or Ilya Samsonov falters. The power play, a little disappointing when you look at the talent up and down this roster. You have, you know, Carlson and Ovechkin and, uh, you know, so many talented players, Backstrom, who, who specialize in the power play. Why has the power play struggled and has it picked up a little bit lately? It has picked up. Um, Nick Backstrom had a maintenance day today, but when Nick Backstrom is out there, he's good at serving up those saucers to Ovechkin out there. But um, I just think that they've been a bit snake bitten as of late, but it seems like John Carlson uh, and Ovechkin are starting to find their groove a bit more again. Always helps when you have those kind of talented players. How about the secondary scoring? I mean, you've got Kuznetsov and Tom Wilson over the 20 goal mark in addition to Ovechkin, but nobody else. Is there enough depth scoring on this team for them to make that long playoff run? I think there is. And you mentioned that there's the top three goal scorers. It's Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, and Wilson. And Wilson sometimes who gets kind of lauded as a goon on the team is kind of proving to the rest of the NHL that he's a legitimate goal scorer. But scoring depth, I think they have it. Lars Eller um, scored a couple goals um, in the last couple games, or he scored one today anyway. And uh, they're getting some scoring from their depth lines as well, uh, especially in the fourth line before Carl Hagelin injured, got injured with that eye injury. They got a ton of scoring from that Hathaway uh, Hagelin uh, line. So I think that uh, I think they do have the depth. It's just kind of focusing this team and kind of like what uh, TJ Oshie talked about looking for their identity again, because this is the same nucleus for the most part that won the 2018 Stanley cup. It's just going out there and playing capitals hockey. Yeah. Always a challenge. I mean, the goaltending is different, but yeah, a lot of the nucleus is indeed the same looking at the playoff picture right now. Is there one team that this uh, capitals club would like to avoid in the first round uh or does it just is it just let's get in and let the chips fall where they may I mean I think that's ultimately let the chips fall where they may because once you make it to the playoffs you're going to be playing teams that are good otherwise they wouldn't be playing at this point but um it could it's kind of slating to be either the Panthers or the Hurricanes uh, both teams who bring a big physical game especially the Hurricanes it seems like the Hurricanes are turning into being one of those big rivals of the Washington Capitals along with the Pittsburgh Penguins who the Washington Capitals have a long history of uh, going back and forth in the playoffs so is there a preference at all? Uh, oh. you... Yeah, I mean, I would say if I was going to pick the one team, I would rather face uh, the Panthers over the Hurricanes. I know that this Hurricanes team is playing really great this year, um, but I mean, if I had to pick between the two, I would say the Panthers. And why is that? I just think that uh, just the way they're slated, uh, I, w- I mean, if I was going to pick between the Hurricanes and the Panthers, I think the Capitals have a better chance at beating that Panthers team than over the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes team is pretty stacked this year. 
And uh, I, I just, I think just on paper to me, that seems like a better opponent. What is the one thing this Capitals team needs to do better to make that long playoff run? It is if, well, the big things are always staying out of the penalty box, but really solidifying that number one netminder. I know that they've been getting more consistent play from Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Samsonov, but consistency has still been an issue in that department. And then it's just, um, it's like TJ Oshie talked about, it's just keeping with that team identity playing consistent games, don't getting drawn into dumb penalties. I mean, if you go back to that Carolina game, um, they wanted to, and the Minnesota game for that matter, they really wanted to bait Tom Wilson into a fight and uh, and keep him in the penalty box. But that's what it's about. It's about rising above and just playing great hockey. Five-game road trip coming up after the next game is at home against Philly. How tough is it to go to the West Coast and to Canada for five games this late in the season? It's going to be tough. I mean, it's tough in a lot of regards. It's tough just from the jet lag perspective. You're playing these games that are so late, so that I think it takes a while to get used to. Uh, the Flyers game that they're going to be playing is going to be one of those trap games that the Washington Capitals want to avoid. Uh, the Flyers at this point, I think, would love nothing more than to play spoiler. At this point, I think they're just playing for jobs and pride, to be honest with you. But then looking at the game on Thursday, they're playing Toronto. Now, Toronto's had their issues this year. Uh, most notably, I would say, in net minding. But uh, I think that that Toronto team is no one to mess be messing around with either. And then they have uh, Montreal later in the week, who, let's be honest with you, is not playing that great this year. But uh, I think under the new uh, coaching, I think that they... Uh, they're, they're probably going to be a better team uh, next year under Martin Saint, uh, Martin St. Louis. No question about it. Dan, why don't you let our listeners and our viewers know where they could find the podcast and where they could find you on social media? All right. You can find me on Twitter at DanCaps218. You can find Locked On Capitals on Twitter at Locked On Caps. All right. Dan Holmey from Locked On Capitals, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks again for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms. I want to thank my guests today, Chris Maselli from Locked On Avalanche, Dane Lewis from Locked On Stars, and Dan Holmey from Locked On Capitals for joining me. I'm Gil Martin. You can listen to me daily on the Locked On Islanders podcast. And, of course, I am back here every Friday with co-host Rachel Donner as we preview the weekend's action. Have a great day, everybody, and thanks so much for listening to the Locked On NHL podcast.